Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Disgusting. Just disgusting. Absolutely gross. New revelations in this Biden crime family case, which are absolutely grotesque. Disgusting, atrocious, horrible. I've run out of modifiers and adjectives to describe just how awful the Biden family story is getting, folks. There are allegations. I get it. I have not seen the material, but Rudy Giuliani did an appearance last night on Newsmax television that I, I'm not kidding. When I sent the clip over to Joe and Paula, they both want. If you're watching on Rumble, you get the idea like. Like, whoa, guy emoji with the what? Like, what? What is going on? Or am I messing with Paula? Do we, when you watch this, were you like. I got that. I've got an interesting interview by a manager at the Washington Post who basically wants to know why no one's afraid of the Washington Post anymore. Maybe because you lie all the time and no one takes you seriously. I don't know. Uh, I got that. Um, and also a Twitter former executive from Twitter saying the disturbing quiet part out loud on CNN, not even hiding it anymore. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Get a VPN. Go to Express vpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, I'm doing well. Today's password is sorted. There we go. Uh, wasn't that gross? <laughs> Disgusting, wasn't it? Oh! I mean, you cut it. Oh! Paula was like, she looked at me. I was putting on this stuff on my face. Come on here so I don't shine oh! all over you all the time. And she's like, I can't believe this. So yeah. we're going to get to that. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Today is another loaded show. We're going to cover some stuff we missed yesterday um, as well. Let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at My Patriot Supply. You ready for what's next? Food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, and social unrest? You don't want that. Come on. But are you prepared? Do you have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? Why not? Here's the harsh reality. Most of us don't. You ensure everything in your life that matters. You ensure your health, your teeth, your car, your home. How do you not have a food insurance plan? Go today, order your four-week supply of emergency food from MyPatriotSupply.com. Listen, they're a sponsor. I can get freebies from them. I don't. I buy this stuff myself. I'm not kidding. If you ever come over one day, I'll take you for a tour. I got this stuff everywhere in every closet. That's right. Paula's shaking her head. She's like, you got it everywhere. You take it out of my closet space. That matters to me. I don't care about closet space. I care about my food supply. Starvation or dependency on the government are your only options, and those are terrible options. Don't be unprepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage shipped discreetly to your door. Use today to prepare. There's still time for you to prepare. Go today, MyPatriotSupply.com, the original Patriot Preparedness Company, MyPatriotSupply.com. Go today. Do not wait. All right, Joe, let's go. Hey. Little delay on that. Because you delayed, we're going to have to go to the Kenny Bell, okay? (laughs) All right. Very sorry to Kenny Bell filled in, even though if more than a second or two delay, the Kenny Bell fills right in. 
Even when you get, you know, even when you make it happen, uh, one or two seconds, we got to go to the Kenny belt. Go to the Kenny Thank Kenny you, Kenny. Belt. I got it, brother. For the belt. Shine on. You know? <laughs> Sorry. It's like uh, one of those things. Got to be. There's got to be some punishment for your one or two second delay. Well, and the Kenny me. Bell comes in to rescue, right out of the bullpen. Bring in the righty to Kenny Bell. All right. Listen. This is a. Right, this bro. is important stuff. Yeah. This is uh, like I said. Joe's seen this. Paul has seen this video. So uh, former mayor of New York City Rudy Giuliani went on Newsmax TV last night. I want you to listen to this about a minute and twenty second or so cut, especially the beginning. Um, he's on with Greg Kelly from Newsmax TV. He's telling Greg Kelly about more material that has come out of the laptop from hell, Hunter Biden's laptop, to quote President Trump last night. He accurately calls it the laptop from hell, uh, which may be an understatement, which Trump has rarely understated. Um, And he talks about what else they found. He's talking about a text message when we open up here between Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden himself. Listen to the disturbing, disgusting, astonishing, awful, horrible thing they found on this laptop. Check this out. Well, this is really a very, very sensitive one. There's a uh, text message to his father in which he says the following. And he's discussing um, he's discussing his uh, sister-in-law, who for quite some time was his lover. And he says, uh, she, she told my therapist that I was sexually inappropriate. This would be with a unnamed 14-year-old girl. When she says that I FaceTime naked with the unnamed 14-year-old girl. And the reason I can't have her out to see me is because I'll walk around naked smoking crack, talking Tom girls on FaceTime. When she was pressed, she said that the unnamed 14-year-old girl never said anything like that. But the bottom line is that I created and caused a very unsafe environment for the kids. Uh, This is supported by numerous pictures of underage uh, girls. So, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, I uh, that is look, that's dynamite stuff. Uh, And I've seen I turned it over to the the, the, you turned it it over over to to the Delaware State Police, correct? Yes. Yesterday, Bernie Carrick and I turned it over to the Delaware State Police because we're very uncomfortable with this. So we're very uncomfortable with the fact that these underage girls were not protected. Listen, I'm, I'm going to text Rudy's, uh, one of Rudy's people today. I'm going to try to get him on this uh, election show. This is, uh, we're, doing, we're taping an election show this week. It'll launch on Saturday as a special. We have uh, the pollster from Trafalgar, the guy who was on Hannity last night, Robert Cahaley, who's really good. Um, we've also got Steve Cortez from the Trump campaign. It's going to be an extended election special. Uh, we got to get, we got to get, we got to get Rudy on. Just to be clear here, they found on the laptop from hell, Hunter Biden's laptop. I can't confirm this on my show. I haven't seen it. But we have, again, no evidence has emerged that this is, in fact, fake information, Russian disinformation. And the Hunter Hunter Biden and the Biden team and the Biden campaign have not denied any of the authenticity of these emails. Rudy apparently found text messages on Hunter Biden's laptop. Numerous pictures of underage girls. And Hunter's texting his father and others about walking around naked in front of underage girls smoking crack or walking around naked in front of kids smoking crack. And they found numerous pictures. 
you know, um, uh, I, I debate how to frame this to you every day because, I mean, where is the media on this? You know, we could war game this all day with the, well, if it was Don Trump Jr. on, you know, a text message talking to his dad about potential child endangerment and naked photos of underage girls, whatever it may be. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it's not, it, the the arguments, it's it's all because you know what would happen, Don Jr. would be in jail. I, I mean, le- legitimately would be in prison. Yeah. But because it's Hunter Biden, we're letting allegations, and they are allegations, but we're letting allegations that underage girls were being endangered, potentially abused. We're letting those allegations go by the wayside because, because why again? What did Joe Biden know? Did Joe Biden know about this? Did Joe Biden know about allegations of child endangerment for underage girls? Did he know about this? Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is running to be the president of the United States. He's not running to be the the, the local rep for the, uh, you know, for the local paper boys union here. I was a paper boy. It was my favorite job ever. Newsday up in New York. (laughs) Made a fortune back then. That's not what he's doing. He's running to be the president of the United States. There's an allegation he's involved with a man, his son, who may have endangered children and underage girls, and they may have compromising photos. Holy Moses, what else do you need to hear? How is this guy still in the race? How is Joe Biden still in this race? How is Joe Biden still running for president? I don't care about the political arguments, unlike the left and the media. But if he drops out, Kamala Harris may be better. At least she's, you know, all together upstairs and whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care. We have a potential president of the United States right now who, according to some polls, is up. Joe Biden, who could be the president. It could happen. Who there may be compromising material of his family members with foreign nuclear powers and enemies of the United States. What the hell is going on? How? How? How do you wake up every morning as a Democrat with this? How? I'm not kidding. How, how, how is that? How do you wake up every morning? I know what you'll say. Oh, Donald Trump, they had that grab him by. Yeah, fair enough. Totally disgusting, inappropriate comments. Nonetheless, investigated to death. We've seen it. There was media coverage on that. Was there not? Was there not? Oh, you you don't remember that? Well, that story was hidden somehow. Just Google it. Put it in a search engine somewhere. You'll see it all over the place. Yet this story totally blacked out by the mainstream media. Totally blacked out that the vice president of the United States family member is involved in one of the most disgusting allegations I have ever heard in my entire life. And where's the media? Listen, I'm just going to, but I got to move on because I got a lot of stuff on this specific block. I can't be clearer on this. 
I don't want to hear another word from you media losers. I got a story coming up next on the Washington Post and New York Times. Just sit down. I respect and honor your right to free speech and freedom of the press, period, full stop, no caveats. That part's over. On my personal feelings, shut your pie holes, go sit down. You have no moral standing at all. You are complete, total moral degenerates. You are leaving this story on the shelf about one of the most disgusting allegations I've ever heard because you have a pure political, not journalistic agenda, even if it means putting children at risk. You don't even care. You're disgusting, totally disgusting. You're free to be disgusting. I'll always defend that, but you are filth, total filth. Now, I know you'll go back because, you know, you're in the media and you don't do journalism. You're liars, have no morality at all. You have no spines, complete losers. Um, I know what you'll do. You'll go back to your talking, Russia, Russia did it. Russia, Russian disinformation, the Kremlin, the Kremlin did it. Um, You're lying about that. You have no evidence whatsoever. I showed the video of our director of national intelligence clearly indicating in a nationally televised interview where he's not going to sacrifice his own credibility that these pictures and this laptop from hell from Hunter Biden is not, in fact, a Russian laptop or a Russian plant. It's Hunter's laptop. We actually have the receipt of him signing the laptop over to a computer store. But that's never prevented the media. Because they're losers, folks, from lying to you and Democrats up on Capitol Hill who are even bigger losers than the media, if that's even possible. On the loser scale, they're in like the basement. Like, yeah, we hit the ground floor. There's a basement level. The Democrats in Congress are in the basement. These losers just fabricated out of thin air with no evidence whatsoever. Forget about protecting underage girls on Hunter Biden's laptop. This was Russian disinformation. They just made it up. So when John Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence, came out the other day on Maria Bartiromo show and said, there's no evidence of that at all, that this is Russian disinformation. They said, no, no, no. The FBI said it could be Russian disinformation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the hapless director of the FBI, the second worst director in FBI history, Christopher Wray, he's quickly encroaching on Jim Comey, felt the heat. Because the Democrats, because they're losers and their media loser allies, remember, first floor media in the loser hotel, basement of the hotel, Democrat allies, they kept pushing the talk about inside sources at the FBI have told us that they're investigating this as a Russian disinformation campaign. Christopher Ray, of course, said nothing because he's a loser, too. Again, the second worst director in FBI history, and he wanted that out there. But something happened. People from Congress, brave souls like Ron Johnson, Democrat senator from Wisconsin, sent letters over to the FBI and stuff and said, hey, this is Russian disinformation. We want to know about it because this is serious stuff. Underage girls, China buying off Joe Biden, that kind of stuff. You know, nuclear powered China, enemy of the United States, you know, that whole, whole thing. So they sent a letter to Christopher Ray. If you got the goods, then let's see it. Because if this is Russian disinformation, I want to know too. If the Russians fabricated a laptop, created a laptop and put fake emails, I want to know about it. I don't want to be made a fool of. I want to know what they're doing. They are our enemies too. A bigger enemy than Joe Biden. I want to know about it. So Christopher Ray felt the heat. 
because somebody stepped up and did their job and they were forced to release a statement. Washington Examiner, another lib talking point, absolutely shredded, eviscerated, uh, making Adam Schiff look like the fool he is again. Adam Schiff, who was parroting this line, FBI insiders told me they're investigating this as Russian disinformation. Uh, no, they're not. The great Jerry Dunleavy and Joe Simonson, Washington Examiner. This will be in the show notes. Keep this on your phone and your computer and be sure to email it to all your friends as they parrot this talking point that Hunter Biden's laptop's from Russia. Washington Examiner headline, FBI and DOJ do not believe. Uh, Joe, let me repeat that again for the liberals who can't read. FBI and DOJ do not believe Hunter Biden laptop is part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Hmm. Do we need to read that again? I know you're all liberals. You're very challenged, let's say, and I'm being nice when it comes to reading comprehension skills. I know you're not that bright. If you were, you wouldn't be liberals. That's kind of a default position. But now they put out a public statement. You know why they did it? Not because Christopher Ray's a good guy. He's not. He's a swamp rat. Ray did it because they don't have evidence and they can't make it up. There's no evidence that this laptop is anything other than Hunter Biden's laptop he signed over. None. The Russians didn't sign it for him. Watch yesterday's show. Vladimir Putin didn't sign it for him. Vladimir Putin didn't walk it in. Hello, Dasvidanya. Here's Hunter Biden's up. It was Hunter Biden who dropped it off in the whole computer store thing. So when the FBI was asked to produce the goods that, hey, could this be Russian disinformation? The FBI is like, hey, fellas, uh, how long can we keep this lie going? Not for long. Republican senators want the evidence. We don't have any evidence. Well, we better put out a statement. Damn. Now, clown sleazeball Adam Schiff, of course, who went on TV saying this is a Kremlin operation again for the what, Joe, 39,467th mm. time. Um, Adam Schiff is on TV lying. Why of, of immediately? Why do you put this guy on TV anymore? He's a clown. He makes you look stupid. He makes himself look stupid by the act of existing. But he makes you look stupid when you sanction his stupidity. It's a Kremlin operation. Who's telling you that, Adam? Nobody. I just made it up. And media people have them on. Because again, media, the first floor in the stupid hotel, Democrats, the basement, there's a lower floor. And Adam Schiff lives in the penthouse of the stupid hotel with big, high, cathedral-like ceilings. <laughs> the stupidity spreads everywhere, up, sideways, down, ceilings really high, the sun, stupid sun coming in the window of the stupid penthouse. And abused dopey Adam Schiff. But Adam Schiff lies. That's what Adam Schiff does. That's all Adam Schiff does. That's all these clowns do all the time. And these lies spread because the media doesn't ask basic questions like we ask on this show every day. Like if it's a Russian Kremlin operation, Hunter Biden's laptop, then how come Hunter had Hunter Biden's laptop, surrendered Hunter Biden's laptop, signed on a receipt, this is Hunter Biden's laptop, and there's pictures of Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden allegedly, well, according to Rudy Giuliani, some inappropriate pictures of underage girls too. How, how, come, how come that is? The Russians made Hunter do that? All right, I got to get to my second sponsor. When we come back, we're going to finish up this. Play. I want to show you one more thing. How this lie that Hunter Biden's laptop is a Russian operation which has now been entirely eviscerated and discredited. Read that article. It's in my show notes. Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is a show notes. Subscribe today. It's free. Take that article and plaster it everywhere. But I'm going to get back on the other side of this and show you how exactly they recruit their lieutenants out there in the former swamp 
to make you believe a lie we all know is a lie. It's Hunter's laptop. No, no, let's tell him it's a Russian thing. Okay, how do we do that? Let's go get some idiots to confirm it. Well, these idiots got busted too. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Right now. See my mouse watering already. Always a problem with this ad. You can get a gourmet assortment of bestsellers with an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com. Don't wait a moment. Don't wait. Enter code Bongino into the search bar. And for this week, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds of their premium, delicious ground beef free with your order plus free shipping. My wife made this last night with some rice. Sometimes she makes burgers. Sometimes she puts it in empanadas. Here's her other secret recipe. Maybe in Ducey's next cookbook, we'll get this in there. She grounds it up, peppers, potatoes with Omaha ground beef. She mixes it in some with some rice. Oh, 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 I'm putting weight back on already. My favorite Omaha steaks, their but, uh, butcher's bestsellers package. What does it include? Their famous bacon wrap filet mignon, smoky sweet bacon. Mm, even Lucy's getting hungry now. Fork tender filet mignon, absolutely delicious. Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter code Bongino in the search bar. Get this exclusive offer. It's not available anywhere else. And don't forget when you order today, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds of their delicious premium ground beef free and free shipping too. Omaha Steaks been bringing people together for over 100 years. Why? Because the food's just darn good. Delicious. Enjoy family. Enjoy friends. Enjoy the best steaks of your life. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter code Bongino in the search bar. All right. Um, getting back to this block here. So, again, we've proven that this Hunter's laptop is Russian disinformation. That, this information, that, in fact, is a lie made up. But how do they do this? You know, folks, I've run for office a few times, worked in Washington, D.C., spent a lot of time in politics and activism, and I spent a lot of time in political circles. So I'm intimately familiar about how a gaslighting operation, a lying operation, gaslighting is a, uh, a fancy term in D.C. for lying with an agenda. How do you gaslight? You tell a lie. There are a few steps to this. So how, here's what gaslighting means after the movie Gaslight, where they get the woman to believe this whole lie about her life. Tell a lie. Tell the lie confidently. Confidently. Don't waver on it. You know it's a lie, but be, be Adam Schiff. Oh, this is the Kremlin. How do you know that? Because I know. Say it confidently. Say it often, like Schiff. Anytime he sees a camera, is a camera? There's a camera there? There's a camera there? Adam Schiff will do any. He will crawl over a bunch of babies on the floor to get to a camera. Tell the lie. Tell it confidently. Tell it often. And more importantly, number four, you have to isolate people from the truth. Oh, you mean Twitter banning the New York Post article? Twitter, they're part of the Democrat operation. Of course they are. Google and YouTube banning accounts they don't like. You mean that kind of stuff? Google putting search terms all the way down so you can't find them? How do you isolate people from the truth? You make the truth inaccessible to people who use platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Google to get the truth. Lie, lie confidently, lie often, isolate people from the truth. The four components of a gaslighting operation. I'm going to add a fifth today. Get people who have bona fides in the field or what you would think were bona fides in the field and fancy titles to also lie, lie often, and lie confidently. 
Look at this statement put out by these 50 former members of the intelligence community. Hat tip Dave Raboy, by the way. I, I, I took this off his social media feed. That's his highlight there. They put out a seven-page statement about the Hunter Biden laptop being part of a Russian disinformation committee. Total lie made up out of thin air with no evidence to support it whatsoever. And the, Joe, these are former intelligence professionals. So, Joe, we have to assume it's true, right? I mean, they have the bona fides. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is interesting. When you look at page one of seven of it, and again, this is Dave's highlight, they say these intelligence professionals, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post by President Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, are genuine or not. They don't. So why are they commenting? It goes on. And that we do not have evidence of Russian involvement. You don't. So why is your seven page statement about a Russian disinformation operation? <laughs> Here's the caveat. It's just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. <laughs> this is classic. This is great stuff. This is great stuff by great stuff. I mean, evil, atrocious, horrible, but great stuff. And it, it, do you realize they're catering these people? Adam Schiff, the media, Brian Stelter. Well, Brian Stelter's not even worthy about talking about. Uh, Brian Stelter, George Costanza, the George Costanza media. Do you realize they're catering to the imbecile class? 50 intelligence professionals have come out and said this is a Russian disinformation. Did you read their actual report, Brian? Of course I did. I'm Brian Stelter. I'm half a potato. I don't know when I can't read anything. I have the eating, reading comprehension. <laughs> eating comprehension. Was that a Freudian slip? I have the reading <laughs> comprehension of a four-year-old. Page one of the report. We have no evidence this is a Russian disinformation operation. We just think it is because we're intel guys and we hate Donald Trump. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that makes perfect sense. So you don't have any evidence. Just like the FBI doesn't have any evidence of it. And the director of national intelligence has no evidence it's a Russian disinformation op either. But you think it is because you think it is. That would be called, that would be called circular reasoning, where you reason something, a certain liberal circle, you know, the circle, the round thing, where you start somewhere. You reason your way all the way around, Joe, the circle, circle, and it goes all the way back to the beginning where your reason is your initiation of the reasoning. We think this is a Russian disinformation op. Why do you think it's a Russian disinformation op? Right back at the start. Because we said we think it's a Russian disinformation op. Yeah, but that's how you started this. Yeah, but you don't understand. We're intelligence professionals. So you don't actually have a reason. Yeah, we have a reason. We think the reason. We said the reason's the reason because it's the reason. Oh, oh. And the idiot class are like, uh-huh. Why? But clowns like Stelter and that absolute moron on NBC, Fusion Ken Delanian, um, they just parrot this stuff because they can't read or they can read and they lie. Intelligence professionals said it's a Russian disinformation op. Uh, why, Ken? Um, because they said so. Oh, okay. Oh, great. That's uh, well done. Really solid evidence-backed data points there you guys have. You guys are really tremendous. You understand where we are right now? That we are... Uh, gosh, how many days are we from the election, Paula? November 3rd, October 21st. We're just about two weeks away from an election. And the potential future president's son may be involved in a disgusting child endangerment scheme, an international bribery scheme to nuclear powered enemies. And no one in the media gives a flying. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. Not only does the media not care, they're intentionally ignoring this bombshell and lying to you about an alternate explanation. It's Russian disinformation that can't possibly exist because there's no evidence. And tell me again why we're supposed to take the Washington Post and New York Slime seriously. One, one more time, please, folks. They're a fair enough newspaper. Uh, they are? Really? For, for what? For when we have another toilet paper crisis? And they're serious. <laughs> they're good for something. That kind of segues nicely. This is an intentional segue. Sometimes they run intentional. This one is intentional. I read this this morning. I saw this pop up on a aggregator that sends me information about me, about my show, because that's what we do. We advertise. So we like to see what left-wing lunatics are saying because they pretty much hit us every day because they're <laughs> terrified of us. Um, right, Joe? Every day. No. I don't put a lot of it on the show because I just don't want to highlight their stupidity. But this was fascinating. I saw this this morning. It was this Columbia Journalism Review. That's right. By uh, man, that's a serious name, there, isn't it? Hamilton Nolan. That's a that's a really serious name. This guy's probably super smart. He has to be. With a name like Hamilton Nolan, you better be have an IQ of like 150, or you'll be a major disappointment. I'm a Hamilton Nolan. Uh, headline: Washington Post public editor. The powerful have realized they don't need the Washington Post. Oh yes, you're right, Washington Post public editor. So I'm going to get the screenshot from this in a moment, but this is a fascinating piece and it segues nicely from where we just, where we just came. You have two of the biggest stories of our time, actually three, that the Washington Post has totally fumbled and intentionally lied about. They had to have this, some people, I'm not going to say all of them, some of them may have been pressured into towing the company line there. You have the collusion hoax, which was an obvious hoax, the PP hoax used to target Donald Trump. You have a Spygate scandal where we have a documented on the record government informant and the receipts, the actual money receipts, payments from the FBI to spy on the Trump campaign, the Spygate scandal, which was real. And now you have a massive potential blackmail scandal with the possible future president of the United States and his family, the Biden family. And yet we've heard nothing about this in the arena of the truth on these three scandals. Matter of fact, we've heard the opposite. We heard collusion was real. It wasn't. Spygate was fake. It was real. And now we're hearing this is a Russian disinformation campaign on the Bidens, a totally debunked, discredited talking point. And you're wondering, the Washington Post public editor, why don't people care? about the Washington Post anymore? Or as he says in this screenshot, you'll see in the beginning, why don't people fear us anymore? Let me read this. He says, when the fear that was instilled in generations of politicians by Watergate wears off and the federal government becomes even more populated by officials who've discovered that no matter how meticulous David Fahrenholtz reporting is, it won't move the needle that much in the entrenched public opinion. When the full flowering of the social media age turns even the most prestigious papers into just another mid-sized Facebook page struggling to catch up to the reach of Dan Bongino. I don't know if you know this. That's a real quote. That's not me throwing my name in there for effect. That's how I found this article. Um, Our Facebook page is one of the most prominent Facebook pages in the entire country. Uh, if you go to Crowd Tangle, we are always in the top 10 every single day. Sometimes we're one through five. 
because it measures it by posts, not by page. So by, you know, I can have six or seven posts sometimes in the top 10. Not telling you that to impress you. I don't really care. Facebook will wind up banning us one day because they're Soviets. I'm expecting that actually. But the Washington Post public editor and this Hamilton Nolan are freaked out because the Washington Post can't even compete with me. Why is that? Why don't people? So let's address those two components. Competition, why they can't compete with me, why I kick their cabooses every single day. They're almost never in the top 10. Me, little old Dan Bongino, smokes them out every day. And why don't people fear the Washington Post? Well, let's go to the uh, fear portion of it first. Why don't you fear? Why doesn't anybody fear the Washington Post anymore? And what they're saying, Joe, to be clear on that is, why don't D.C. politicians and Donald Trump fear these front page exposés in the Washington Post and New York Times like, Trump tax returns. He has a bank account in China. That's a real story. Today. I'll get mm-hmm. to that in a yeah, second, yeah. too. Why don't they fear them? Because nobody believes you. And Trump knows that. How? So just to be clear, I'm going to show you this in a second. This is the Twitter like masthead. Thing. It's a huge story. Trump has a bank account in China. He does business in China. He's a real estate guy, you morons. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? The usual suspects. You ever see the usual suspects? They're interviewing the, what is it, the Kevin uh, Kevin's Pollock character? And they say, we can put you in Queens on the night, night of the robbery. He goes, really? I live in Queens. You figure that out yourself or you got a team of monkeys working on that around the clock? Greatest line <laughs> ever. Put you in Queens. He lives in Queens. Trump has a bank account, a bank account in China? They do business overseas. This is your story? There's no allegation of illegality at all, Joe. None. Yeah, right. That's the Twitter story. Yet the fact that Joe Biden, the possible future president of the United States, may have received a payoff from the Chinese government in an illicit influence operation using his son, (laughs) New York Times don't care at all. And the Washington Post is wondering why no one's afraid of them or the New York Times. Oh, gee. Hold on. Joe, let's take this one. (laughs) Let's take one of these brief moments. We can't give radio silence too long. We are on terrestrial radio. uh, So we can't say too much here. So let's take three seconds. I don't know, Joe. I can't figure it out. I took my, I can't figure out why no one's afraid of the Washington Post or New York Times. Maybe because everybody knows you're full of hits. Replace the S there in the back and maybe you'll get what I'm talking about. The hits keep on coming. Nobody... Yeah. Joe, let me ask you a better question. Yeah, man. I'm not going to name a tabloid's name because you, okay. people you send about the National Enquirer. No, the National Enquirer's got more stories right than the Washington Post. Mm. Remember the John Edwards story? The National Enquirer mm-hmm. was right about that. So I'm not even going to... The worst tabloid you've ever seen. You've all been to the supermarket. You've seen them. Kim Kardashian has 25 heads and uh, she's from Jupiter. And you're like, what? No. Why is Kim Kardashian not afraid of that? Because nobody believes it. Do you understand the Washington Post guy? He's answering his own question. How do we not compete with Dan Bongino? Segwaying nicely at the point two, the competition part, because we tell the truth and you don't. And nobody wants to be bull all the time. People don't. (laughs) Brad Pitt is not afraid of whatever (laughs) Joey Bag of Donuts tabloid. Brad Pitt is going to, you know, marry uh, whatever. Medusa. Medusa's real. Remember Clash of the Titans? 
<laughs> don't look at Manu. You'll turn it to stone. Nobody, because it's stupid. Nobody believes the Washington Post either because you're stupid. The PP tape is real. Donald Trump got peed on at a hotel. Right? Everybody's like, <laughs> you idiots printed this? And then you wonder why nobody fears you because we laugh at you. We laugh. You're funny in a tragic, albeit way, but you're funny. We laugh at you. Adam Goldman from the New York Times, Maggie Haberman, Fusion Kendallanian from NBC. You guys and ladies told us the PP tape was real. You're telling us a spy case. We can look at the receipts on his fake. We're we don't fear, fear you. We laugh at you. I use you for show content when I need a break. Why can't you beat Dan Bongino's Facebook page? Because we were right. We told people the truth about Spygate, collusion, Hunter Biden, and even Democrats who were saying, watch my show. I know, I get their emails. And don't read the Washington Post and the slimes because you're clowns. You're the Joey Bag of Donuts tabloid. We're all laughing at you. You just don't see it. I'm being serious. I almost feel sorry for you because you're living in the Truman Show where everybody around you is acting. Remember the Jim Carrey movie, the Truman Show? Everybody's yeah. acting around and Jim Carrey doesn't know it. He thinks his life is real. The Washington Post and New York Times, they really believe they're these credible, authoritative figures standing at the peak of Mount Olympus like Zeus lording over their subjects. And everybody's laughing at you. You're comic fodder on my podcast. You're a joke. I really do. There's a side of me that feels bad for you in a way. Because you don't see it. You have no social intelligence at all. You know what a social IQ is? The ability to see yourself. Some people are not, don't have the greatest intellectual IQ, aptitude and achievement wise, but they succeed in life because they have a great social IQ. They have the ability, the uncanny ability with a high social IQ to see themselves as other people see them in a group. They can talk and they know when they've talked enough because they can sense how other people are tired of it. That's a skill. We all know the opposite guy. The guy who's in a group at a, at a party or something, a group of successful people, and he talks forever about himself. Everybody in the group is uncomfortable and he doesn't know it. The Washington Post has a collective social IQ of an amoeba. They don't understand. We're all laughing at you. You are that guy talking about the PP document and the PP dossier at a cocktail party of people who think you're hilariously stupid and you think everybody's taking you seriously. Look at Twitter. You think I'm kidding? Twitter's, by the way, involved the same thing. They're, they're publishers just like the Washington Post. I think it's fairly obvious at this point. Twitter, this is the actual story. and I'm not kidding. On the, uh, the Twitter uh, masthead this morning. Trump's tax records show previously unknown bank account in China. New York Times reports. <laughs> uh, okay. Did he, is there a law broken there? Trump's team did business overseas. I'm just, if, if there is, let us know. I'd like to know. I, if, was Trump bribed by the Chinese? Is there an allegation? There's none of those allegations actually exist. Let us know. But it's just weird how uh, Twitter the Washington Post and the New York Times has zero interest in an email about the former vice president of the United States potentially taking payoffs for
from the Chinese Communist Party. They're not interested in that story at all. But a story with that alleges no illegality at all about an international businessman having an international bank account somehow makes it to the top of Twitter. It's really weird how that happens. Speaking of Twitter, I'm going to get to this next after my next sponsor. They're not even hiding it anymore. Twitter and their former executives, um, they've gone full Soviet. They are now Pravda, suppressing the New York Post story, locking the oldest newspaper in the country, the New York Post, out of their account because they dared talk about the biggest scandal pre-election we've seen in modern times, Hunter Biden's laptop. New York Post has been locked out of their Twitter account. I'm going to get to this video in a second after this break of a former executive. They're not even hiding it anymore. They are now full-blown Soviet Union Pravda. The Soviets... Excuse me, the Soviets would be jealous. Ow, a little elbow pain today. I'm going to work out today, folks. So I'm hopefully put some weight back. My first time back, going to do my uh, life fitness uh, deadlift squat machine. Got to put some weight back on. I'm rotting away here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today, October, this month, National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. You know that? It's a collaborative effort to make sure every American has what they need to stay safe and secure online. Individuals and organizations are being reminded if you connect it, protect it. And we're all encouraged to take proactive steps to enhance cybersecurity and protect our part of cyberspace. It's important. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. I had my identity stolen. It was a disaster. They went out and bought a bunch of real estate programs, and it took me forever to clear it up. True story. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. You can miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If you become a victim of identity theft, LifeLock can help you restore your identity easier than what you can do on your own. If they detect your information has been potentially compromised, they'll send you an alert. I get texts. It's happened a few times when we checked our credit. Luckily, it wasn't an identity theft, but we were on top of it like that. I called my wife. She said, no, it's all good. We're checking our credit. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses all the time. But LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now. Join for yourself. Join for your wife. Join for your parents. Join for your kids. I did. And save. join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Here's how you do it. Go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Go today for 25% off. All right, thanks, LifeLock, for uh, sponsoring the show. As I told you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, they're saying the quiet part out loud right now. They're not even kidding anymore. Twitter, the Washington Post, Facebook, Google, these other enterprises. I lumped them all in because they're all engaged actively in suppressing stories. <laughs> what part of that is untrue? Twitter has already admitted they blocked access to a New York Post story. Facebook has said their own... PR flack on Twitter, the Facebook flack on Twitter said they were going to reduce distribution. And we've already had allegations out there forever about Breitbart and other websites being uh, search engine non-optimized on their own Google search engine. So we already know that. It's not a big secret out there. Um, we know the Washington Post and New York Times um, is only interested in covering stories they think damaged Donald Trump while leaving the biggest scandal of our time on the sidelines. But here is a former Twitter exec, uh, an upper level manager who was on CNN, who, as I said, said something so disturbing 
that I'm actually stunned that CNN didn't cut this interview off right away and say, we can't, we can't get it. I mean, this is communist China. Matter of fact, if you heard about this in communist China, you'd be like, no way. Muting the political opposition in communist China right before an election, we would be like, my gosh, that's so, so communist-ily, communist-ily, communistic-likely. But no, 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 this is a Twitter executive talking about doing this in the United States, muting a political opponent prior to an election. Check this out. And I think uh, extreme times demand extreme suggestions. I did not come to this opinion lightly. I believe that the tech companies generally have a responsibility to be neutral. I think in the case of Twitter specifically, it has been a great champion of the democratization of information as well as a, a strong supporter of freedom of expression. However, we are in a unique and I believe a fraught moment in time with a president who is desperate and he's facing a very difficult situation. I think the time is to mute the president temporarily while the uh, votes are being cast right now and until the winner is decided. <laughs> that is not <laughs> That is not an interview with like China Communist Daily or like Pravda. That's an interview with Jake Tapper on CNN this week. A former Twitter executive telling a major media company, however small their audience, and they are still a major media company, that they should mute the president around the election. The president of the United States. <laughs> Joe, if this happened in Belarus, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that, this is a, you crossed the red line. Yeah. The Rubicon's been crossed. Yeah. This is a Twitter, former Twitter guy right now. And no one stunned Jake Tapper does kind of fight back a little bit. He's like, hey, I didn't play the whole thing in the interest of time. Now, look, that's why I didn't play Tapper's Porsche. I just want to focus on the Twitter. He's like, even Tapper's like, that sounds kind of extreme. You think? Folks, let's just say our quiet part out loud. The left is all in on anti-civil liberties advocacy. They are all in on speech suppression, tyranny. Um, and I just want to be absolutely crystal clear to you so you understand the risks of what will happen if Joe Biden, God forbid, wins this election, um, along with his media allies who are running with him at this point. I think that's pretty clear, right? Um, Twitter and these tech companies as well. You ever see the movie Tombstone? Yeah. When they're asking, uh, you know, what they want. And he says, uh, and uh, Doc Holliday says, it's a reckoning. Well, I disagree with Doc a little bit on that. They want revenge in this case. Biden wants revenge. The Democrats want revenge. Donald Trump was a bull in a china shop. He came in and shook up everything. He didn't follow their rules. He wasn't intimidated by them. He broke up their entire business operation by exposing the media. The media, social media, Democrat symbiote, he exposed it for what it is. One common creature. And it's not good enough to win. They want him destroyed. Make no mistake, they want revenge. And they are not playing around. And for the leftist lunatics, that, that Davy Alba clown at the New York Times and that Emily Bazelon, you know, equal clown level status at the New York Times as well from your clown newspapers we're all laughing at. Tell me what in that clip where 
Because they, Joe, their thing is that they're taking him out of context. Did we explain mm-hmm. explain how, please? Mm-hmm. A former Twitter executive calling for the muting of the president of the United States around an election. Please ex- explain. I'd love I'd love to hear it. You're a clown. You won't. You're both clowns. You're embarrassing losers. We exposed you for last week. Um, it's great that we have a bigger audience than you too, which is just fantastic. It's totally asymmetric warfare there. Um, but you're a clown. You won't challenge that at all. These are speech suppressing tyrants that want revenge. God forbid we lose. All right. Um, Hey, one final sponsor, and I want to get to this next story. I teased it a little bit yesterday, but it's an important one. Um, the segues are great today. Intentional. You know, sometimes yeah. they're unintentional. <laughs> but I want to talk about Google and Twitter as well, because Andy McCarthy has a great piece at National Review. There have been very few viable suggestions about what we should do about Twitter and Google and elsewhere. And elsewhere. These other companies, Facebook, too. Everything, you know, I proposed it. I told you there should be an FEC complaint for election interference. I told you what to do. Um, but he finally has a good suggestion about 230, Section 230, that I find interesting. So I want to get to that. That gives Twitter the ability to do this without being sued. Um, before we get to that, our friends at, big fans in this house, Duke Cannon. We love the Duke. Big hit on date night here. Fall is here. Means every beer lover's favorite event, Oktoberfest. We know Joe loves that. And since yeah, you're probably yeah. not boarding a plane to Bavaria <laughs> this year, it's a great time to start a new beer tradition with Duke Cannon's Oktoberfest. The beer fest located entirely where, Joe? In your shower. Huh? What? Celebrate beer and get squeaky clean with the huge 10-ounce soaps in the Duke Cannon beer and bourbon box. Look at these soaps. Look at this. Check this out. What's it called? You hear that? For my audio listeners? Beer soap. Beer soap. Infused with booze, but scented with cedarwood, sandalwood, citrus, and oak barrel, they'll make you smell like a fresh alpine forest rather than a musty Bavarian beer garden. No good. If foreign (laughs) beers aren't your thing, pour up the decidedly domestic offerings of the Bud Box. Great American beard necessities, including beard balm to soften, beard oil to nourish, and beard wash to rinse and repeat. We hope you enjoy opening up the American-made products. We find they're as functional as they are fun. I go through tons of this. I go through their solid cologne, taking a little pee, a little date night action. You know what I'm talking about? Beer and bourbon box, $25, including four separate big-ass bricks of soap in a sturdy box. The Bud Beer Box, $45. Uh, separate big-ass bricks of soap in a sturdy box. The Bud Beer Box, $45, excuse me, includes three separate products for any bearded fellow who appreciates beer. Whether you choose the Bud Box, the Beer and Bourbon Box, or my favorite, both, Duke Cannon's October Fresh is the best way to bring your love of beer into the shower. Visit DukeCannon.com. Use promo code BONGINO10. That's B-O-N-G-I-N-O-1-0 for 10% off your next order. Free shipping with orders over $20. A selection of Duke Cannon's products are also available at your local Target. Get that solid cologne. Big hit in the Bongino household. Paula says, that's right. That's a direct quote. All right, so I teased this story yesterday. The Justice Department is finally fighting back against the tech tyrants at Google for uh, being tech tyrants. So a story yesterday in National Review, the Department of Justice has filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google. Listen, I'm not going to get into the wonkery of it. It involves a lot of things. 
uh, Google's partnership with Apple on search, sending search their way, profit sharing and stuff like that. It's a very complicated lawsuit. Um, just know this. It's absolutely time someone took on Google. Now, Google owns YouTube. Um, YouTube has targeted our material for a long time for demonetization and elsewhere. Um, I am involved financially with the biggest YouTube competitor out there, a company by the name of Rumble. You can watch my videos on Rumble at rumble.com slash Bongino. I encourage you always to do so over YouTube because we shouldn't be financing our enemies who want to destroy us all the time. Um, so as an example of what Google does for search, I showed a, a screenshot of my own phone, interestingly enough, a few weeks ago. Um, again, Rumble is the primary competitor to YouTube, a company, again, I'm involved with financially. And I took a screenshot on my phone of search on Google for Rumble dog videos. We have dog videos on Rumble. Everybody has dogs. It's the simplest thing we could think of. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating. Uh, what came up, you think you would get, if you, Joe, just a, again, a crazy question here. I mean, I know this is out there no, for you. Uh -huh. So put that thinking cap on okay. to quote Miss Gilfeather here. Um, if you were to put in a Google search engine, Rumble dog videos, you would think you would get dog videos from Rumble, right? Yeah, I, I know likely. that's crazy. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, no, you won't. Uh, of course, you'll get dog videos from YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sometimes don't know if you're serious. Yeah, because it sounds so obvious. Rumble dog, you get dog yeah. videos from No, no, you won't. You'll get dog videos from YouTube. You know what's really fascinating? Ever since I did that show and showed you the scam Google polls with search, where they won't let you access Rumble dog videos by Googling Rumble dog videos. They send you to YouTube instead. It's changed, which is really weird. So we'll see how that DOJ lawsuit turns out against uh, Google. It's probably not going to be good. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I wanted to get to this too. Another piece of National Review by the great Andy McCarthy, who uh, really does terrific work. Andy has a piece up about the infamous now section 230. This piece is a really, it's a must read. It's in my show notes today. Again, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read this. It's very, very, it's long, but it is really worth your time if you want to understand how to put a stop to Twitter's game playing on censorship. That's the title of the piece. He talks in, it's wonky, but understandable. He gives you the legal way Twitter gets around censoring content from conservatives, which we know they did. They blocked an article about Hunter Biden that's turning out, it looks like, to be largely true. How they get around it without being sued. And the way they get around it is by Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act, which allows, as I said yesterday, companies like Twitter to declare that they are platforms, not publishers. In other words, we're not the Washington Post. You can't sue us. We're Twitter. We're a platform, not a publisher, which the Washington Post is. Anyone can sue the Washington Post if, they've been, if they think they've been defamed. But Twitter's saying you can't sue us if someone tweets something defamatory about you. You know, Joe Armacost has bad hair. That is definitely defamatory. Yep. If someone put huge, Joe would win that case hands down. All he's got to do is show up in court with his hair. Armacost cannot sue to, uh, Twitter over that. Now, he can sue the person who tweeted it. Mm. But Twitter's take on it is just, about, I don't need to keep hammering this, but it's super important you understand the distinction. Twitter's going to say, no, no, we're a platform. We don't control that. We're not a publisher. Some of you are probably saying, well, that's kind of weird because Twitter, if they're claiming we're not making publication decisions, then why are we making anti-publication decisions? Oh, like not publishing an article by the New York Post about Hunter. Isn't that an editorial publication decision? If you're an independent platform, then how does Twitter 
get to block access to an argument to a, to an article on their platform. I thought they weren't making publication decisions. How do they how do they do that? Well, they do it through this section 230. Andy has a piece up where he explains that there's a part of section 230 that allows Twitter to remove material that they deem otherwise objectionable. Let me read this and I'll explain it. Here's a quote from Andy's piece. Congress's inclusion of a term, we're talking about 230, as literally broad as otherwise objectionable invites mischief. A platform such as Twitter could use that term to claim it believed Congress was greenlighting the suppression of political speech that social media platforms found objectionable. Though I'll translate this in a minute. Of course, that was most certainly not the purpose of Section 230, and Twitter knows this. That is why, in Andy's opinion, Twitter's pretending that it suppressed the Biden story in the New York Post because of concerns about hacking in order to be a good Samaritan that discourages cyber theft, rather than admitting that it did so to protect its preferred candidate. What is he saying there? That Section 230, even though you're a platform, all right, Twitter's saying we're a platform. We're an independent computer service here. We're a platform. It does allow them to remove material and not classify themselves as a publisher so they can't be sued if it meets lewd, lascivious, you know, porn, that kind of stuff. Or, or, this is important. This is in the law. This is how Twitter screws you over. Or, quote, otherwise objectionable material. Folks, that law could not have been written any worse. Because, Joe, what's Twitter saying? Oh, no, no. The New York Post story, Joe, is otherwise objectionable because it could have involved hacking right. of Hunter Biden's computer. Totally false. I mean, there's no evidence mm -hmm. that's true at all. But the term is written so broadly that Twitter feels safe enough to do it and say, safe harbor. We're otherwise objectionable. We found it objectionable. End of story. Andy has an interesting proposal. Fascinating. That maybe we should rewrite that law. Get rid of otherwise objectionable, which, Joe, we both agree, right? Gives broad latitude. Oh, yeah. Twitter probably win that case. They'll just say, no, no, we found it objectionable. And they'll make up a reason. No, no, it was, we thought it was hacking. We thought it was hacking. You did? It's not hacking. Yeah, but we thought. We thought it was hacking. We don't want to promote hacking. Otherwise, we, we find hacking objectionable. Honestly, you'd probably lose that case against Twitter. McCarthy's suggestion is brilliant. What if we just wiped that part out, otherwise objectionable, and included something like unlawful instead? Oh, the verdict is in. Andy McCarthy's a genius. What if now, in order to you to, for you to take that material down as Twitter, I'm not suggesting I support or don't support. I'm just putting this out there because it's interesting mind nuggets here to think about. What if otherwise objectionable was in plain, it, it was replaced by a concrete term like unlawful? Uh-huh. Now, all of a sudden, if Twitter decides to delete the New York Post expose on the Biden crime family and someone sues under 230 saying, hey, you're not a platform, you're a publisher now, they can't come back and say, no, no, we found it objectionable. No, no, that's not the law anymore. The law is what's unlawful about this piece. Oh, unlawful. Oh, we forgot. We thought it was still the old objectionable thingy. Yeah. No, no, we changed that. You see how that would pin them down? Twitter would then be forced in court to not give an objective term like otherwise objectionable a definition, which they can in court. Oh, we just didn't like it. We didn't want to promote how we found it objectionable. You'd lose. Now they'd be forced to prove what in fact was unlawful, which they can't. 
because there's nothing about the peace that's unlawful and nothing in the peace that indicates any laws were broken. Interesting, no? Hmm. I have a couple more things, but they're long stories. You know what? Let me just get to one. I'll get to the beginning of one and we'll wrap this up because I got a lot of material. I want to go into this in depth. I may repeat this a little bit tomorrow, so forgive me, but this story has been sitting there for a few days. Uh, Washington Examiner stories in yesterday's show notes. It's important. Um, just moving on from that topic now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Biden campaign is a lie. It's based on a lie. Biden's a liar. His family's liars. It's just the campaign's just a disgusting campaign based on lies, obfuscations, and untruths. But Joe Biden's tax plan to raise your taxes um, is designed to appeal to idiots. Really, if you believe Joe Biden's not going to hike your taxes, I'm really sorry. You're really not that bright. Uh, I'm my apologies. You either don't, under, don't understand tax law, you don't understand how to read, or you believe Joe Biden, who's a documented fraud. Washington Examiner has this piece up where Biden's touting this corporate tax canard again uh, by Tim Warstall yesterday, uh, uh, from yesterday. Joe Biden's tax plan doesn't make much sense at all. I'll just get to this first point here where Biden's trotting out this tired old corporate tax myth and he expects you to believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't say this enough. And the fact that this statement drives liberals crazy and they want conservatives to stop saying it indicates to you and should that you're over the target and they know it's true. Folks, corporations don't pay taxes. People in corporations pay taxes. Is that hard for you to understand? From Tim Warstall's piece, because why do I bring this up? Keep this up for a second. Because Joe Biden has already pledged, no matter what, to hike the corporate tax rate, the business tax, from 21 to 28%. Seven percentage points. That's an enormous tax hike. Here, Warstall nails him to the wall on this. He says, quote, the thing is, companies don't pay taxes. All taxes make the pocketbook of some human beings lighter. There's no one here but us to pay taxes. Joe, is any part of this hard to understand? Yeah. He goes on. Good so far. <laughs> The Dolphins, he's not talking about the football team either. <laughs> the Dolphins aren't coughing up for Medicare and the trees don't pay for the Pentagon, do they? We can tax, we can tax in name, groups of people like a corporation, but it's only a name. We're taxing people in the end. These corporations and businesses that pay taxes are simply collecting taxes from their customers. That's where they get their money. Customers, businesses, corporations. I know liberals, this is like a shocker to you. Businesses sell products to people. When those taxes are raised on those businesses that have to forfeit the money they get from people to the government, they just take more money from the people who pay the taxes. Oh, oh my God. Liberals are like, what do you mean? Corporations don't take money from space aliens and animals and trees? No, no, they take their money from people. People where they have to hike their taxes because they have to give more money to the government. So they have to hike their prices to pay the more taxes to the government, which is a tax on you. You, you pay taxes. And then you also pay taxes on corporate earnings too if you happen to own any stock or a pension plan because the corporation has less earnings now. Why? Liberals get ready to be stunned. They have less earnings because they had to give more of their earnings to the government, which means less earnings to pay to you and your stock return and your dividends as well and higher prices for customers who give the money to the corporations that result in higher stock prices and dividends. Econ 101, 101. I know this is really hard for you liberals. 
Corporations don't pay taxes. People do. Bombshell. More on this tomorrow. I'll go into some more details, another screenshot from this piece, but it's an important one. Also want to talk about liberals now trying to ruin Arizona um, as well after they already destroyed and decimated California. Don't miss it. What a loaded show today. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, Please, if you wouldn't mind, again, pick up a copy of my new book out uh, two weeks ago now, but we're still in the top 100 on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and stuff. Um, I really appreciate it. Pick it up today. Walmart has it for sale, by the way. Walmart salesman's lagging a little bit. We're kicking butt online, but uh, go to your local Walmart, pick up a copy of my new book, Follow the Money, learn about how Obama and Biden knew everything about the Spygate scandal. The reviews are really phenomenal. You can read them on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. They're really, really good. We put a lot of work into it. My best book yet. Uh, check it out. Follow the Money, available today. And subscribe to my video show, rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.